we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 17. Not sure if there's going to be an 18, but thank you for joining and back at it again. As always, our resident cheer mom, don't be less when you can be more. Brittany Moore. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? You know how it is. Another another day, another dollar, another podcast. Another holla. Another holla. Let's go. All right. So we just got back from Myrtle Beach not too long ago. Oh, real quick. Happy Easter to everyone out there. By the time you're listening to this, it will be uh, Easter. So happy Easter, everyone out there. But we're yeah, back. It's been Easter. a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since we... um. We did the podcast like a week before we left for Myrtle Beach because of Myrtle Beach, and now we're here. So it's been like three weeks since the last time we've actually, you know, been together. So it seems like, you know, so much has gone on. But we have a good episode for you guys. We're going to talk about live events. We have the quote of the week, which I'm really, really digging. And the question of the day seems to be a a doozy. So you want to stick around for that. But before we get started, we're going to do this right the first time. If you could share this episode on your Facebook, we're going to do a $25 giveaway, $25 gift card giveaway. All you have to do to enter is share this on your Facebook page, tag myself or and or Brittany on the post. Say, hey, you know, I love listening to the podcast. All you have to do is do that. Tag us in the uh, episode or in the um, post and we'll make an announcement in our next podcast, the next episode. So $25, it will be real you know, make it happen. And, you know, let's get, let's get into it. Sound good? Yes. Great. But be more. How have you been last couple of weeks? Good. Uh, really good. Uh, it definitely does seem like it's been so long since we've podcasted just because, you know, we pre-recorded everything before we went to Myrtle Beach. Um, so, you know, just uh, regular work and cheer. That's what I tell everybody yeah. when they say, what have you been doing? Work and cheer. That's about it. I feel you, man. I feel you for sure. But I had a good time. I had a really good time in um, Myrtle Beach. It was it was good to get back on stage. It was good to travel. It was good to just do the whole competition thing again. Like to actually, I was a little rusty, but you know, it was good to get back I got a lot. I, I, I have a lot to talk about with Myrtle Beach. So, you know. Well, I have one question to ask you, though, because this was would be the first time for you and Ashley. So I know you can't speak for Ashley, but what was it like having your daughter there for a live in-person competition, being a director, a coach, but also a dad at the same time? How was that? It was cool. Um, shout out to my mom because she was there, old Bernadette. She came on the trip with us, which made things a lot easier, you know, because there was just times when it was just like super easy to be like, hey, mom, you're taking care of Joey. And then Ashley and I were able to do whatever we needed to do. So that made things significantly easier. And then so my mom and Ashley's mom are actually going to be in Orlando when we go to the summit. So is Ashley's mom gone? 
I think Ashley's mom's going. I know my mom's going. I think Ashley's mom, mom is going. So, um, but that made things significantly easier. I wish Joey would have been able to do other competitions before she had to do like, like I wish she would have been able to do like the jams, Bako battle, you know, one of our, you know, our local event where it was, you know, significantly shorter day and it's in town where she gets to sleep in her own bed and we get to go home to our own bed. But you know, it is what it is. We were there and you know, she did great. But I mean, it was crazy because Joey like slept through like whole routines. Like when junior white went, she was legit sleeping through the routine. Like, you know, we're there jumping up and down and screaming and, you know, the crowd's there and all those things. But, you know, it was a good time. So. <laughs> I did see that um, whenever Junior White performed. I remember Joey sleeping on Ashley in the little snuggy Mamaru thing, whatever mm-hmm. thing she was in. And I remember Ashley walking out and she's like holding Joey like right to her chest and I'm standing like right behind the coaches and I'm like, Oh shoot. Like, yeah, I don't want to be that parent that's waking the baby up because I'm screaming so loud. But then the music came on and I'm like, okay, the music has to drown my voice out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> and just, Joey's right in front of me. Just out like on Ashley's chest, just out. So yeah, but it was, um, it was cool. It was a really, Joey did great. Um, you know, she did great on the trip both flights we had a connecting flight in south carolina so she did a or in north carolina so she did great on both of those legs of the trip she didn't sleep well on sunday night so i was a little bit nervous on the flight home to lax and so she was a little fussy kind of like the whole time like if she wasn't sleeping she was fussy but you know she did great and but it was cool you know we had and the kids love her and, you know, parents love her. And so she just gets lots of love. And she's just such a happy kid that, you know, it was a good little, good experience. So, you know, we'll see when we go to Orlando when it's a whole, you know, we're out there for like a whole week. So we'll see how that goes. But she did good for her first little cheer competition. She looked good. She looked really good. I remember Saturday morning, um, Minnie's had must have just performed because Ashley was walking back. And I was like, oh, hey, Coach Ashley. And she's like, hi. And Joey's just sitting there just like, just no smile or nothing, but she was she didn't look mad or anything. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Jojo. And she just did the biggest little grin on her face. And then, um, you know, I was vlogging while we were there. And uh, Ashley was standing there with her. And I was, you know, had the vlog going around and uh, on the GoPro. And, and I was like, hey, Jojo. And she just like looked at me and she just smiled so big. It was the yeah. cutest little, she just looked so happy and so content, so alert, looking around and everything. So well, that's good. I'm glad that it worked out because, you know, it's the first time. So at least yeah, it was sure. a good one, right? It was a good one. It was. And you reminded me of this. Parents, if you're out there listening, which I know you are, you've got to cheer during live. So our first, our very first routine, minis were our first routine of, right? We have, there was our first live event for American. So minis are the first team on Saturday. And we go out there and we hit play and the music's going. And I hear, and the way they had this set up for those of you guys who weren't there, right? They have the coaches, they have the, the cage where they put the parents in, right? So it's the judges, then the parents are right in front of them and the coaches standing right in front of them. And obviously there's a stage. Music comes on. I don't hear any parents cheering. Look like no one's cheering at all. I don't hear anyone counting, anyone screaming, right? And I'm 
my frustration is growing inside of me because I'm watching these kids go and I'm like, why aren't these parents saying anything? And I remember I turned around, my frustration had boiled over, right? Miller team. I turned, I'm like, let's go guys, like cheer. And, and I look and every parent has their phone, everyone, like, like, and they're trying to be quiet so they're not yelling on their own phone. But I'm like, guys, literally those guys right there are judges. You know, they're, they're, they're judging that routine. So like, so parents, guys, this is my personal opinion. Put your phone down and cheer for your kid. I guarantee if you ask your kids, I'm gonna do a poll. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a poll with all of our kids. What would you rather your parents do during competitions? Film every routine or cheer for you as loud as they can. I guarantee all the kids are gonna say, cheer for me. Don't film me, right? We'll film. Oh, you, you're gonna push back on that, Brittany? Go, let me hear it. Um... I, I just will say, I think the twins might give you a little bit of uh, confusion because I cheer and I'm super loud, lost my voice in Myrtle Beach. And I was all, I also had like recorded, but thank God I had Jaden Mooney with me and she recorded for me mm -hmm. because Ryan didn't go. So I had to send him a video of yeah, yeah, this, for sure. you know? But the twins are always like, you are so loud. Oh my God, mommy, that is so embarrassing. And it doesn't matter where we're at. They're like, you're so embarrassing. And then sometimes I won't record and they're like, you didn't record? Why? What's wrong? So, you know, that their answers might conflict a little bit. Actually, okay, so I will give you that, that your own parent can embarrass you, right? Like, they're like, oh, I don't want you cheering for me, but would you rather the crowd cheer or would you rather everyone, right? So, but that's a good, yeah, because parents do, and I can't wait to embarrass Joey. For I cannot wait because I'm going to be that dad. I'm going to make sure I do that. But how was your, did you have a good time, Myrtle Beach? What did you think? I had a blast. Um, I had the best travel partners um Aaron and Jaden Mooney I they were the best like literally hands down the best travel partners I could ever witness um our flights were easy smooth uh it was really nice Jaden helped out with the girls you know um getting them up and motivated in the morning and then you know like going to bed and I've never really been like that parent that is like lets my kids just run wild you know mm -hmm. I'm like you need to be in bed by a certain time. Like you don't have to close your eyes, but you need to be like laying down and resting. Um, and so that was really good because Aaron felt the same way. Um, going into the competition the first day, uh, I think I watched, uh, yeah, I watched Junior Blue perform first and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get tears in my eyes. And Aaron's getting tears in her eyes too. And then you know, Jaden performs and then we go back and we go to watch the twins. And I was bawling in tears, bawling after their competition. And I was just like, I was that because it's like their that, first time that they like competed yes. this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. Like there was just like a rush of emotions and I don't, I've never cried when they've ever performed like ever, never, not even their first time when they very first started cheer. Yeah. Um, I was just like, I was bawling. Like, I was just like, oh my God. And the twins are like, why are you crying? But it was, it was amazing. It was so great to see those athletes get out there and perform and just see their smiles. And, you know, I thought that it was a great event that we went to. I thought that they did it well of, you know, how they let people in. Um, and 
you know, we had extra time in the evenings. So, you know, getting to go explore a little bit. Uh, it was so much fun. Like, I am like, are we going back there next year? Or yeah. are we trading it for something else? You know, like, it was a blast. Um, it was a lot of fun. There we go. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, that's, I really am glad to hear that. I mean, I had a good time. But I can't always take my perspective of the event and go, yeah, that's, you know, that speaks for everyone. But I, I had a good time. I mean, there's a few things I look for when we go and pick our competition schedule. Um, obviously, we look for if they're going to have, you know, since we bring most of our teams to the summit, right? We look for if they're going to have summit bids and paid bid opportunities. We look to see if the city is actually going to be a good city. If, um, there's actually going to be some good competition there for us to actually compete against. Um, and then like the venue and the production, like, is this enough good, you know, our parents going to enjoy actually being at this spot? Or is it going to kind of look like, Oh, this is kind of shady, Jason, you know? So all those things, I think Myrtle beach actually checked all of those boxes, right? It was a good city. Like, you know, I know that our parents really enjoy going to Vegas, but I'm always like, I wonder if the kids like going to Vegas. Um, you might not always enjoy it, but I know there's a large percentage of our parents who are always like, oh, we're going to Vegas? Yes, I love going to Vegas, right? And so, but I'm always like wondering, is this a, do the kids actually enjoy going to the city? Like, are there things for those kids? I know there's always things for the kids to do in Vegas, but I felt like Myrtle Beach, it was obvious that there were things for the kids to do and actually have, you know, fun there. Um, had some good competition, you know, good solid divisions you know i didn't feel like you know there's some we can easily <clears throat> make a competition schedule where we would win everything you know we said well we're gonna go to this competition this competition this competition and we'd easily win everything handedly um but you know we you know i know that that would be a little fishy i know our parents want to go and the kids want to actually go and compete against good teams and feel like hey we beat a really good or several really good programs and actually feel like they earned, you know, whatever place they actually got, but feel like it was like earned, you know? So but it was a good, I had a good time at the event. I do know that the twins kept asking me, um, because to be honest with you, I'm not that parent that looks up the scores to see what place we're in. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just not that I'm just, I'm not like, I, I'm, I feel like I stress myself out and then I'm not going to tell the, I don't want to tell the girl. So I, I don't look up scores myself. So if someone happened like to be next to me, like a parent did, we ran into him at the boardwalk and a parent was like, Oh, we're in first place. And then the twins heard it. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I just like, I had like, just like, I don't know. I mean, which it wasn't, I mean, after I thought about it, you know, but um, I thought that our competition was great. Um, but the twins asked me for some odd reason, and maybe, you know, they kept asking me if they were going against Top Gun. Are we going against Top Gun? Are we going against Top Gun? Hmm. I was like, what They the weren't even at the event. No, they weren't. And I don't know. Like, <laughs> where they I had no idea where they got that from. But I'm like, I have no idea. Like, there's like two teams from California, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird, you know. But it was fun. I thought it was a great little town. You know, it was kind of cold when we were there. And I don't yeah. think anyone really kind of prepared for that. I mean, at least I didn't. Um. But it was a good trip. It was, you know, it, I, I wouldn't mind going back there whatsoever. Um, I thought it was, it was great. You know, the little cool little town, nice place to see. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if I'd ever go to Myrtle beach, you know, yeah, Just, right. that wouldn't be like a place to choose, you know, for sure. Uh, but it was pretty cool. So uh, I know last episode we talked about 
one of our teams, uh, Youth Black, may be moving up a division. So uh, how did that end up going? Well, they ended up being, man, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but you have, you have pushed, <laughs> you've made it happen. So there's one thing I'm particularly upset about. Um, so yeah, so it was like this big deal. I wanted to make sure that if we are going to fly across the country, that we are going to have competition, right? It's our first event. The kids need to have competition. Um, you know what, be more. I'm going to attack this question during the quote of the week. I'm okay. going to talk about during the quote. We're going to tie it back. So don't forget, we're going to talk about that during the quote of the week. Okay. I'm Quote of the week. So perfect. But I'm gonna talk about something else that really upset me about about that. But anyway, you know. So so stick around to the end of the episode when we do the quote of the week. But um, you know what I actually miss the most be more about that about competing? What? The um the pettiness of the warm-up room. Now, you as a parent don't get to see that side of cheerleading. You get no. to see watch practice you know kind of behind the glass and you watch the routines that happen on floor and some competitions they actually have it staged so you can kind of see the warm-up room but you can't really see everything that's back there if you have like the right seat you know but mm -hmm. the pettiness of i man that is probably like my favorite part of cheerleading is the the warm-up it's the pettiness of the warm-up room is just you know, it's just, it's just the pettiness. <laughs> Did you have a Karen, like that one, a couple podcasts ago, I know you were talking about this one team that was like, they put a, a foot on their floor and he was like so upset. You have another uh, like encounter with that? Or uh, what? Almost, kinda, you know, and it just, well, it just everything that happens in the warm-up room because people are so, everyone's nice when they don't think you're competition, right? If they don't think you're competition, everyone's like super nice. But you know, day two, after they realize, oh, this American program is actually not bad. Um, you know, the petty got real. And I was like, oh, the, the, so compliments to the chef because the pettiness was cooked to perfection in, in Myrtle Beach. I loved it. So okay. I remember, <laughs> this is true. This is true about that, like having someone step on the, on the floor. My first... That wasn't my first year coaching, but it was it was early on. We're still trying to figure out how good of a program or how good of a team we can build. And um, we are winning after day one. We're at American Grand in Las Vegas, and we're winning after day one. And we're beating a pretty good team. Like, I'm like, okay, like, this is – let's do this, guys. We got this. And the warm-up room there goes – what do they do? They do a full stunt mat. They probably do two stunt mats a tumble strip, and then a full spring floor, right? So you get, you know, eight minutes, eight minutes, eight minutes, four minutes. You get four minutes on that last big spring floor, right? And, and right after that big spring floor, you obviously go and, you know, you wait in line and then you go compete on the big, you know, the big stage. And so we're bringing our team. It's day two, like I said, and we're winning after day one. And, you know, just trying to stay focused. And we bring our team, we're on that last mat, we get four minutes. And the team that we're beating, right, it's a big program. This back in the day used to be able to have 
entourage. Now, this was like in the rules or anything, but now they don't allow entourages in the warm-up room. So basically only athletes on that team can go into the warm-up room. But back in the day, they didn't really regulate that. You could just, hey, I'm bringing their sister team through the warm-up room with them. They're just going to kind of travel with them. It was no big deal. So you could bring two teams in the warm-up room if you wanted to, if only one of them were competing, right? So this sister team is like kind of with the other team. And the sister team stays on that. They don't stay on the last mat, but they stick. They like surround that last mat that we're on. And they're like watching us do our warm-up. Like they have no reason to be there. So they're like literally just trying to do like an intimidation factor. Like they're standing around the warm-up room, like mean mugging us, right? Or standing around our warm-up mat, like mean mugging yeah. us. And I was like, you know, it's our first time beating this program going into like day two, right? So I'm like, guys, don't you, you guys put on a show. You guys make it happen. And so it just reminded <laughs> me of, uh, you know, the, just the things that happen in the warm up room are, uh, are funny. But, you know, I won't, I won't get, <laughs> and I'm not innocent. I get petty too. But it's <laughs> oh, and I'm definitely not innocent. You know, speaking of, you know, you having issues in the warm up room cheer mom drama man like for real i mean i've been thinking about it like how what extent do i want to uh explain my cheer mom drama <laughs> but you know uh i i won't i will never forget we were on day two in myrtle beach and um a couple of our teams maybe it was day one so maybe okay actually i think it was day one and there was a, a couple of our teams went over to practice and uh you know, they were on the grass or whatever. And I remember uh, a mom from another program and I have no idea what program she was. Um, and, uh, she said something along the lines of who's American. Uh, and I was just like, what the heck? Like, okay. You know, we'll show you who we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking in my head. You know, I didn't say anything. And then, um, and this, it was a certain, a certain group of moms, you know, and they were just kind of like watching the girls. But I will say that uh, our athletes look so amazing in their uniforms. Uh, so I don't know if you did it or Ashley did it, but those uniforms, I mean, I, I always thought they were pretty, but they just look so good when they're all walking together, mm -hmm. you know, in their lines and everything. And then we come day two and that group of moms was there and they're like, oh, that's American. Oh, there they are. And I'm like, well, we're here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. And I wanted to say something so bad. And, you know, one of the moms I was standing with was like, Brittany, don't. I'm like, okay, I won't. I won't. So, I you. A little self-control. Congratulations, Be More. A little self-control. It's, it's not very easy, not for me, especially. So, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. But, you know, it was good. Day one, kids looked a little nervous. Um, I could tell in the warm-up room, kids were nervous and, you know, just all the teams and warm-up room is a big distraction. There's so many teams back there and they're just doing everything. So I could tell the kids were a little bit nervous on day one, got on stage. I felt like the routines were okay. And I was like, okay. But day two, I felt like the kids were really like top to bottom. Everyone was like just more in their element. It's crazy to think that it is March right now. Like in March, usually, well, it's, you know, it was March when we were at the event. But March, usually these teams are, like, automatic. It's just we hit play, and they're going, and we know they're going to go out there and just 
hit, but it was crazy dealing with the nerves of still, still dealing with the nerves of a, of a two day event. And then having to deal with like the strategy of the strategy of a two day event, like, okay, here's our day one plan. Okay. Things have changed a little bit. Now here go placements. And so now here's how we're going to play this on day two. And and, you know, all those things, you know, trying to handle the pressure of, of a two-day event when we haven't had to do it literally all year long, you know? Because of one day, yeah. you know, those recorded, those pre-recorded video, you know, the hard thing about the pre-recorded is you kind of get that false sense of, well, I've said this before on the podcast, when you, a full-out routine just shows you your weaknesses. It shows you your strengths and your weaknesses you do the full out routine and it shows you what you're good at, what you're bad at or whatever. And then you know what to work on at practice. And we usually use competitions as a, they're still, they're still actually practicing at competitions. Like, you know, we go to the Baco battle and although it's a competition, it's still supposed to give us feedback on what we're supposed to do at our next competition. Then we do our next competition and that gives us feedback on how to play, but we haven't had to have, we haven't had those real, those real moments of truth we haven't had the rubber actually meet the road yet like that was our first time so it's still a little like weird trying to deal with that in march while all these other teams are, are so much more used to that process and know what they're supposed to be doing you know you know at that time so you know those uh i just missed the two-day you know event it was it's good stuff but speaking of the two-day event so how I was curious, you know, when some parents look up scores and stuff, I'm curious to know, how does the score sheet work during the two-day events? So, two-day events. So, this particular two-day event, all, not all of them. Some of them are different, even within varsity. Varsity even has different ways that they score two-day events. So, this particular event does what they call a floating score sheet which basically means they take 75% of your best day. So back in the day, it used to be 25, 75, 25% of your day one. And then they combine that with 75% of your day two score. And they combine that score and that's your overall score. And then you, you know, you know, you place or whatever. They do, again, 75% of your higher score. So if you have a very good day one and crash on day two, they'll use 75% of your day one score, right? Opposed to, you know, uh, other competitions. Sorry, you just had a bad day two or you take 75% of that. So that's how they did. It's a, it's a cool concept. I kind of like it. Um, but I kind of don't like it. It's, I don't know. It's kind of weird because if you're a good team, and you, if you're a good team and you nail it on day one, day two is like, you don't even have to even worry because you don't even need day two because 25% is, uh, you know, if you're winning by one point, it's only, you know, 0.25. So it's a weird, if you nail it on day one and look really good, you basically don't even need to do day two. You just can't go out there and like crash and burn, but and then you basically just get to coast into fine or coast into a championship if you have a really good strong day one. But it helps if the you kids don't know that, right? The kids don't know that. 
Um, it's, I mean, sometimes we tell them, but I don't think they do the math. I mean, we don't tell them, hey, guys, just don't go out there and crash and burn. But I, I really try not to. Like you said about, you know, I like to tell the girls what place they're in. I, re- I rarely ever discuss what place we're in or our actual scores. I just want the kids focused on hitting a great routine. So sometimes if I feel like the situation permits it, I'll actually say this. When we're in Myrtle Beach, we had a kid get hurt on senior black on, you know, during the routine on day one. Gets hurt, we stop the music, and we're like, oh, this sucks or whatever. And the kids, you know, so we go and we we have to wait like 20 minutes to see if if she was going to be able to come back into the routine. They said, hey, we can push you into one of the gaps. And we're like, okay, let's see. Sorry, let let me tell the story again. Girl gets hurt. They say, hey, you can go and replace her right now, and we can put you in one of these gaps. We'll say, okay, cool. So we went and talked to the girl and said, hey, they want to know if you're able to compete or if we need to replace you, whatever the case. But we can do whatever. Whatever you want to do, just let us know. So they said, okay, we'll wait 20 minutes to see how she feels. We'll reassess her. 20 minutes go by. She's like, yeah, I can't go. Like, I've got to, you know, I can't go. We're like, okay, cool. So we found a crossover to, you know, fill that spot in. Actually, she was already on the team, so she was front spotting in that routine. So we're like, all right, we'll have this front spot, and she'll fill in in base and do whatever. But they pushed us all the way back to, like, the end of the day. So the kids had already, you know, they already had to – you already meet, like, two hours before their, their performance time. We go through the whole warm-up. We get on stage, right? Adrenaline's up and down. Then we have to wait, like, another two hours. We, you know, wait to replace the kids. It's just a long day for those kids, right? Yeah. And – and we're, we're competing. We're competing against another team, and it's actual real competition. And as I'm in the warm-up room, they're releasing scores throughout the day or whatever. And they released the scores of a particular block of teams. So, you know, junior one, senior two, senior co-ed three. Senior co-ed three is in that, in that block, which is we're talking about senior block, right? And they're in that block. But I wasn't sure if they actually released – that scores and senior black hadn't gone out yet. But so I'm literally in the warm-up room. I pull up the thing and I see the score of the other team in the warm-up room. And usually you have no, you don't know until everyone's already competed, but I'm in the warm-up room and I see the score of the other team. And I realized they probably did not have a very good day. That's all I'll say about that. They probably did not have a very good day, but I could see the kids are like worn out, right? Just emotionally. And so, like, right before we go on, and I debated this, because I usually don't like talking about scores at all to the kids. But I'm like, dude, I just need to make sure these kids, like, I, wa- I wanted to give them a little, like, boost to let them know, like, hey, guys, I know we had to replace this. I know we're a little nervous, but hey, everything's going to be okay. So I just went and kind of told them, like, hey, guys, I'm just letting you know, I saw the score of the other team. Just go out there and have fun, right? <laughs> I didn't say that. But yeah, I was like, hey, just go out there and, and hit a routine. You guys will be all right. And they all kind of start laughing. And I'm like, all right. And so they go and they nail this routine. Um, but yeah, so, but I usually don't, the kids don't know. They don't like do the math. I don't think about, oh, you know, it's this much and this much and then this it's much. It's probably more the like, parents than it is the kids, huh? Yeah. But there is a definite strategy to, day one day two competitions and how you're going to do things because the score sheet is so like once you have usually your difficulty 
is set on day one. Like you'll do your stunt sequence and they'll give you a 4.7. And that 4.7 is gonna be a 4.7 on both days. It's only really the technique that really sways. So if you are a, so there's lots of strategy that you have to play with the day one, day two, because you'll go, you'll compete your routine, and then you'll see, and then you can see how far away or how close you are to another team, which allows you to make adjustments for the next day. Cause some things are a little bit more risky and you're like, Oh, it's risky, but I feel like I need it for my difficulty points. But if you get the difficulty points set on day one and the other team isn't even close to you after the scores come out, you're like, oh, I don't need to risk this at all. Like, so I'm going to take that out, not risk it and then go, and we're going to hit a clean routine and walk out of here with a win, you know? So, but you know, it's been a while since we have had, actually had to play that whole, you know, strategy game and then you have to deal with the emotions of the kids because like like you said when when the kids know their score you either have to when the twins find out what place they're in they're either happy or they're upset right and you have to deal with both of those things when they know what place they're in they're either in first place, and you have, to, you have to bring them back down to earth and go, hey, guys, the competition's not done. We still got to hit this routine. Or they're in anything other than first place, right? And they're like, oh, my gosh, life sucks. We suck. My team, I knew we, I knew we were terrible. Why did we come all the way up to South Carolina? You had to deal with both those things. So, you know, and it's so real. Like, these kids, they get so caught up in – in both of those worlds, like winning and losing, and they've, you know, it's a constant battle. You got to remind them it's a two day competition. And there's many times I remember I had this team they didn't think was particularly good. And I was like, man, I just don't think we're that good. And we were kind of good, but we weren't like, I didn't think we had the opportunity. I didn't think we were going to be able to like win, win the summit. Right. I was like, yeah, we we're kind of good. We had a decent season, but I didn't think we'd be able to like go out there and like win, win. And I went to worlds that year, went to worlds and I was, you know, I watched, I remember watching finals or sorry, prelims or sorry, like semifinals, right. I'm watching semifinals and you're going, Oh, top gun is going to win for sure this year. Or, you know, Stingrays is going to win for sure this year, right? After watching day one. Like, there's no way they can lose. And then watching day two and watching a team that I didn't think was going to win at all, like, be, be the winner. I saw that in multiple divisions at Worlds that year. And it reminded me, even though I knew this, it was a good reminder that, like, anything can happen. Like, on any given Sunday, any team can be any team. And I remember going to Worlds that year, watching that happen in like multiple divisions. And I remember flying back home to coach our teams before we left for the summit. And I remember just being like, guys, let's finish the season strong. Any team can be any team. I told them that same story. I just told you, like I watched and at the time I knew exactly what teams it was, but I told them that same exact like, thing. Like any team can beat any team on day one. I saw this team winning and I thought there's no way they can lose. That was a beautiful routine. They're the best team in the division. And then day two, I saw a team that, not like the second place team won, but like the team that was in fifth, you know, fourth or fifth end up winning. And I remember just telling them that. And believe it or not, that team that I didn't think was really that good went and won the, so we won like by like three points that year. And, you know, but we get so caught up in thinking like, I can't do it. 
because it, it just doesn't seem like it can happen, but anything can happen out on that stage and the kids, we all like, that's why I just, I've just made a decision to not stop believing in, in the kids or the team until it's all said and done, you know? So. And I think that our, um, I think that our, I think if I, if you wouldn't have said the summit or you wouldn't have said worlds, I really, truly, well, I wouldn't have thought like, I kind of would have, but I didn't, uh, but junior blue in Myrtle beach, they really, truly struggled the first day. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I watched junior blue, uh, Jaden's on junior blue. And I, I watched that team struggled day one, but day two, that was a totally different team that performed day two. When those girls mm-hmm. went out there and they just got set, you could just see the difference in their smiles, their eyes, their faces. Like they were in sync. Like day one, I don't feel like they worked together as a team, mm-hmm. just as a parent watching. But day two, like those girls were in sync. They were down. Like they, everything was like perfect working together. Yeah. And I mean, that's the only other team that I watched, but that was like amazing to watch, you know, and then watching the twins team or watching junior white um, at the end of day two, I was just thinking like, you know, that part from bring it on where uh, they're like in the, in the very end of the competition and they're like the Cinderella story is, Mm -hmm. you know, the East Compton Clovers. And I'm like, the Cinderella story is Junior White from Middleton <laughs> Do they look good? They yeah. look so good. I didn't get to watch them on day one. We had another team going on at like that same time. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was. We had another team going on at that same time. So I couldn't watch Junior White on day one. But got to watch them on day two. And they look so good. And it was a tight score. They're only winning by like a tenth or two tenths after day one. And so a tenth is nothing. I mean, it's already nothing. It's already nothing if it's just straight up, you know, my score versus your score. If you 25% of 0.1, it's nothing. It literally, it's like nothing, you know? So, you know, when you're winning by a 10th after day one on a 25-75 score sheet, it's like, well, it's just a whoever, who, it's literally who's ever better today. You know, that's how close that, that score is. So, they look great on day two. And, and they, I, I don't remember what the score difference was. I had a friend tell me this. He's like, I never look at score sheets after day two. <laughs> I never look at score sheets after I win. What are they going to tell you? You won. And so I don't really like study score sheets after we win. But, um, but like, they like killed it. They like went up like by a lot. I don't remember what it was, but I remember it was like a significant improvement, like a, a significant uh, separation from day one to day two between their competition or whatever. So yeah how did it go i know we made some we had some podcast shirts made and uh, your mom i i just need to get her size and make her one myself because um i saw her i when i wore mine on sunday i saw her she's like kind of like looking at me but i'm like oh she's looking at my shirt duh Mm -hmm. you know i'm like that's kind of weird you know like i never met her in person before but i know who i mean I've seen her like on your Facebook and stuff. And she was like, just like kind of like staring at me. I'm like, oh, duh. She's staring at me because of my shirt. She's like, yeah. what the heck? So how did handing out, we handed out some shirts to some people. How did it go for you? That was good. But, you know, it's kind of awkward because, you know. It's awkward. It's so awkward. It was right? awkward for me. I'm not like a cute little girl handing out shirts. Like I'm like this grown man at this cheer competition, right? And I'm just like, who is this guy handing me his shirt? So I'm always like trying to. 
you know, I got to, I got to approach that all delicately. Like I don't want anything yeah. to happen. And I'm like, Hey, I'm here. It's a, it's a podcast shirt, you know? And so, but it was cool. People were really receptive and uh, happy about it. But I'm handing them out like to the kids, but telling like the parents, like, you're probably going to enjoy this more than she is, but I'm handing it out to your daughter. But it was good. Like people were like, Oh yeah, thanks for showing this to the podcast. So I'm excited. I want to do it. You know, I guess, you know, I want to do it again. Maybe we'll hook, hook them up for, um, Orlando. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. I, I came up, I, I think I was like, you had what three shirt, you had your shirt and then two other shirts. And mm-hmm. I had, oh yeah, I had my shirt and two shirts. And, um, I remember when I first got there, um, I saw this mom and this little girl and I was like, um, uh, you know, I, uh, do a podcast with the director of our gym. I'm like, your daughter's so cute. I'm like, I have a small shirt. It's probably going to be a sleep shirt on her. Do you want it? And she's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then I remember standing there one time and someone was just like staring at me, like trying to read my shirt. And I'm like, is this lady checking me out or what the heck's going on here? You know? And, um, like, let's talk to your podcast. I was like, Oh yeah. I'm like the director of our gym. You know, he does a podcast and I help him out with it. I'm like, do you want a shirt? And she's like, sure. So I gave it to her. And then that was kind of like it. And I was like, Oh, thank God. That's, <laughs> it was cool. That's really nerve wracking, cool. you know, but it was fun. I know I had people out like looking at me or, you know, like asking like a couple of questions. I'm like, check out the podcast, check out yeah. the podcast. So, hey, so shout so out if fun. you're actually listening and you got one of those shirts, Send us a message. Let us know. Yeah, tag yeah. us in a photo. Send yeah, us that's a photo cool. or something. So, All right. Um, let's get to this quote of the week. What about the question of the week? You want to do quote or question? Oh, no, first? no. Um, let's do – we do the cheer mad question. The cheer mad question? Yes. Cheer yeah, mad question that. of the week. Let's do that. We'll end with the quote of the week. Okay, oh, we always perfect. do the cheer mad first. Yeah, let's do the, the cheer mad question. Okay, this is kind of a long one, and this is from a parent, a lost parent wanting to learn, so she wants to remain anonymous. Um, So she says, we have a senior two team that received a 2020 D2 summit bid for the first time in gym history, so the coaches decided to accept the bid for this year since about 95% of the teams are team returning athletes. 95% of the team is returning athletes. Here's the frustrating part. My older daughter is a crossover from the senior two team to the junior three team. Well, the junior three team, they did very well this year. Yes, correct. But she feels like the coaches are cheating the junior threes team out of opportunities. They pulled us out of the only comp they had a chance to get a bid for Summit for. It was Reach the Beach because they were charging for entry and only letting one spectator in. They said nothing and they were said, okay, no big deal. Since they've gotten a paid bid to the all, the new all-star worlds in Orlando and last night a paid bid to East coast nationals, they already told them for both of those comps, they're not attending. Are you still with me? I'm still with you. Okay. Just making sure. First excuse was it's too close to other competitions they have scheduled, and she says it's a whole week away. The other one was that it would interfere with the senior practices too close to Summit. So her thing is, as a parent, she feels for those athletes on J3 because they have worked their butts off to get those paid bids, and they're not even giving them a chance. She said, am I wrong here? I don't want to overstep, but I feel 
something should be said. My kid is a crossover, so she still gets to go to Summit, but the others who are only on J3, what are they going to strive for? All right. So let's Did that make recap. sense? Well, we're to recap. We're going to see if we if okay. on the same page. So this gym, uh, they have a senior two team. This team got a bid last year during the 2020 season and are accepting that bid as a wild card this season for the 2021 season for the senior two. Yeah. The daughter yeah. is also a crossover onto the junior three team. Mm-hmm. And that team was going to go to the summit or they had a summit bid event, but the, the, you know, they decided not to go because of, you know, whatever, I guess they're charging entry fees for the parents and said, no, we don't want to do that anymore. So they lost their only opportunity to go to the summit. And now they just got two bids, one to the East coast nationals and one to the new all-star worlds in Orlando. And she feels bad because those J three kids have been working hard to have a good season, but they're not going to get the opportunity to actually use one of these bids that they, they earned. Um, yeah. She wants to know if she should, if she should step in and say something or she's overreacting and that's, that's all about right to you. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. Those longer questions are hard, <laughs> <laughs> but they're great questions. So if you do have any questions, whether you're a parent, you're a coach, you are, you know, an owner, anything, send your questions into CheerMad and we answer the CheerMad question of the week on every podcast. Yeah. So shout out to uh, CheerMad for all you cheer moms and dads.com. So, um, no, but, and this is what I think the podcast, this is really what the podcast is about. I wanted to be able to share perspectives on the different sides and let, you know, parents see the perspective of coaches directors gym owners and and vice versa so that we can see the perspective of of parents and how those things you know correlate and how it's not always you know people don't people don't people are not trying to make decisions with bad intentions they're trying to make decisions with good intentions but they can only make decisions based on their point of view you know and we assume the person has, we always assume that this, not always, but we assume a lot of the times that the person has all the same information that you have. And we assume if I had the information, this is what I do. They don't always have the same information. So that's what the podcast is about. So great question. Um, Let's start. I think the first thing is when we break the question all the way down, do you trust your coaches? Do you trust your program? Um, if you trust them, then let them make the decisions that are best for the program. If you don't, even if you don't understand the reasoning or you don't understand, you know, why they would do that. If you do trust that they are, that they're not trying to sabotage their own program, then I I think that's what we, I think that's just what we have to do. So quick example, when we have, our choreographer, you know, come in or our choreographers, we, you know, we use several for different, you know, various reasons and have used several throughout the years. One of the thing I, I always do, except for with one, because he, he doesn't like it when I do this, but when our choreographer comes in, I go, here go the kids. I'll warm them up and I'll kind of give them a brief, you know, here's what we're looking for, whatever. And then I, 
go into the office and I close the door and say, come get me if you need me. And I leave the choreographer to do their work. And then I come back when everything's done or I'll check in periodically, but, but basically but I'll come back. I don't, what I don't want to do is stand over our, <laughs> yeah, right. What I don't want to do is stand over our choreographer's shoulder and go, no, 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 don't use that girl. No, 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 no. Oh no, I don't like that motion. No, no, no. Well, can we, can we do it like, can we try it like this first? And then stifle all of his or her creativity. Like I want them to be able to, you know, express themselves or express their creativity as full as possible and not stifle that and get them into like this, you know, oh, I'm trying to please this person, trying to please this. I just want our choreographer to, to be at their best, right? You know, we hire plumbers. I don't stand over the plumber's shoulder and go like, no, 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 don't use, you know, don't use Allen wrench, use this, you know? And so if I didn't trust our choreographer, if I don't trust the plumber, then I just don't use that plumber, don't use that choreographer. So I think, I think that's the number one thing you have to ask yourself, um, lost parent wanting to learn, is do I trust this program to make decisions that are best for, that are best for the program, best for the team? Because they're not trying to, it's not like they have something out or I don't believe this team or this, this program has something out against the J three. It's like, you know what, let's sabotage the J three this year. You know, I think one of the things was, um, you know, it's too close to another event. Like it's a whole week away. And so, you know, earlier this year on the first podcast that you and I did, I said, um, I said, Hey, Brittany, how many events would you be willing to go? How many events would you be willing to travel to this season? And you're like, I, I do four. And I was like, four? You'd hop on a plane four times and travel, you know, and do different events? You're like, yeah, I'd do it, right? And I know we have parents like you in the program who will go on four travel events and travel all over the place. But I have to balance that with, we literally had people not go to Myrtle Beach. Said, hey, I can't make the one travel event we have, not go into it, right? So we literal people not go to Myrtle Beach and compete with us, you know, last weekend, two weekends ago. And then we have parents and families like you. So, hey, I'll go anywhere, anytime, any place, wherever you want me, I'll be there. So as a coach, program director, owner, you have to balance all of those things. So when, you know, they say, oh, it's too close. And you go, it's a whole week away. But that's as close as it gets. It doesn't get any closer than a whole week away. It's not like we have, it's not like we have competitions Saturday, Sunday, and then, you know, Monday, Tuesday is the next available time. The next available time is the next Saturday, Sunday. So that's the, the one thing is I don't like throwing things last minute on our families. This year has been like the worst that we've had to do. Like we've had to make changes. And I know that everyone understands it's COVID and all those things but I hate making last minute changes on our families. This is a good Bible verse. that says, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. And it says, you know, don't, don't swear on, on heaven and, and, uh, and don't swear on earth and don't, you know, all these different things. Just let your yes be yes. And your no be no. Basically meaning don't say, you know, Oh, I put that, I put that on my mama's grave. You know, just say, you you never heard anyone say that? I put that on my mama's grave, man. I swear I didn't say that. <laughs> I've heard it, but I didn't expect yeah. it to come out of your mouth. <laughs> I grew up in the streets, Brittany. <laughs> put that on my mama's grave, son. 
on everything. I, I do. I want to interject a little bit for this question. Um, I've said this before of when you come at someone with respect, they're more likely to come, you know, it won't, there won't be tension. So if as a mom giving this person advice, I would, I, I mean, it's, you don't have to have a parent meeting or anything crazy. I would just shoot the coach an email or the director or whoever it is. And just kindly ask like, Hey, I was just wondering, like, is there a reason why they don't get these opportunities? Like, I mean, because like you said, they have, they, you want to hope that everybody has the best intention. So they have the best, you, I'm assuming that they have the best intention for their program. And if it were me, I would just shoot an email and just say, Hey, Jason, I, I'm just curious of why junior white doesn't have the opportunities to get a summit bid when all these other teams had opportunities. Like what, what's the deal with junior white? Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, I wouldn't send that email because I know why our level one teams aren't going to Summit. You know, I know you guys aren't taking level one teams to Summit anymore. Great. Fine. No big deal. Um, but just kindly asking doesn't hurt at all. In the last, well, you know, the problem, the big problem, the, the problem I see with it is it wasn't on their original schedule. That's the, that's the hard part is that at the beginning of the season, well, I'm assuming it was on the original schedule, right? Is that, and this happened all the time. We didn't plan to take, um, we don't go to U.S. finals, right? It's another end of season event. It's supposed to be like a mini summit, but we've never done U.S. finals. But they don't do a bid intention form for U.S. finals. So every competition they do bid intention forms, they say, will you be accepting a bid for any of these teams? And you're able to check yes and no when you go all the way through. But they don't do a bid intention form for U.S. Finals. So if you qualify and win, they just announce your name. You won a paid bid to U.S. Finals. So every year they announce that stupid thing. And then every year parents go, hey, are we going to Las Vegas? And I go, no, we're not going to Las Vegas. I wish they would announce our name because we're not going. And all it does is send parents to me asking me if we're going. It wasn't on the schedule. You know, that's like the big thing. It wasn't on the schedule. This is a true story. Mike told me this, our owner at American. We won at Varsity U at the Varsity U conferences. You're able to put in, um, you know, you win tickets if you participate, like raffle tickets. And you're able to raffle, they raffle off all these things. And every year we put all of our raffle tickets into a free Varsity U ticket for the next season, right? For your coaches. Every one year we won three of them, three free coaches to go register for. Yeah. And he goes, you know why they do that, right? He said, because if you win that, it guarantees that you come back to their conference the next year. And I go, oh, that makes sense. So the kids are going to this. They didn't have zero, they had zero plans to go to this event. They win a paid bid and now they have to pay money to go to this event. And the parents are like, oh, why don't we get to go? Right. So. The other thing I would be, the other thing I'd be very cautious of is that it's the all-star worlds, it's a new event. So I just want you to, right. It's supposed to rival the summit, but it's put on by IEPs, independent event producers, right? So I'd be very cautious, me personally. I would wait to see how 
that competition develops. Because it's the first year and it's put on by IEPs. Now, I don't want to say anything particularly bad about IEPs. But I will say this. Varsity started off as one company, UCA. UCA then bought NCA, or Varsity bought NCA. Varsity bought Cheer Sport, right? So they bought the biggest competition. Then they bought the other biggest competition, right, Cheer Sport. Then they bought the next biggest competition, Jam Fest. After that, it was game over. After they bought those four, they were the four biggest events, right, like in the world. After they bought them, they, they, you know, everyone else just started falling like dominoes. Varsity has basically bought all of the other very good competitions. So if they're still an IEP, they're either holding out and saying, no, I got something really good. Or Varsity is like, you're not really a, you don't really put on a good event. So we're not, you're like, you don't bring enough revenue in for us to actually buy you, right? Except for Jams, right? So Jams is still holding out, but Jams is, fun fact, Jams is the biggest IEP in the world right now. They're, the, they're like the last Mohicans, but shout out to Jams. But they are, but you know, but Varsity just goes around, they just buy all the good events. So we're, so we're there, it's a, it's a competition put on by a bunch of competitions I've never heard of, Right. And we're like, ah, oh, we don't get to go to this new event. I I personally would wait to see how good the event is before before I flew our parents out there saying this is going to be the new hot thing. I just have a feeling. I don't know. I have no idea. But I don't know. Who knows? I might be eating my words in a month, and it might be the greatest event ever. But you know, when Varsity sees an event that's really good, you know, they're a bit. I mean, they're a billion dollar corporation, and they, you know, this is true. So we go to Jams in Las Vegas, right? And Varsity wants to buy Jams. Like that's who they want. The Varsity 100% wants to buy Jams. And so what Varsity does when they want to buy a company is they just put up a bunch of summit bids around that event and basically just choke out that event. So the company has to sell their event to Varsity. Happens all the time. So this is just a quick example. Jams is in Las Vegas, happens, you know, every year. Varsity comes up to Jams and goes, hey, Jams, we're going to offer you, I know, I'm just making, I'm literally just making up a number. We're going to offer you $1 million to buy, to buy Jams from you. And Jams goes, no, we're good. We're not going to, we're good. We don't want to. And then Varsity goes, okay, Jams, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. No, 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 we're good. We're not going to sell. And so, there is an event that used to be in San Diego called Encore. Decent event. It's actually a pretty cool event. But it's a decent event. It used to be in San Diego. They moved it the week after Jams in Las Vegas. They moved it to Las Vegas the weekend after Jams. They gave them – it used to have – when it was in San Diego, I don't think it had any paid bids at all to the summit. It now has two paid bids to the summit in Las Vegas weekend after Jams. And so now it forces companies, companies like us, right? And we have to go – man, do we want to go to Las Vegas? In We're going to go to Las Vegas anyway. Do we want to go to Jams where they don't have any paid bids or they have zero bids to the summit? But it's a pretty cool event. Or do we want to go to Vegas, still go to Vegas and go to this event where they have two paid bids and probably, you know, four or five at-larges. 
I remember asking our parents on a Facebook Live, hey, which one do you guys want to go to? Every parent, you know, everyone's typing in, go for the money, Summit, Orlando. And I was like, perfect. We'll go to, we'll go to um, Encore, right? So they did that on purpose to try to steal all those customers. And then that same weekend as Jams, there's another bid event in uh, NorCal somewhere. I think it's Daily City. So there's a paid bid event in NorCal, the same weekend as Jams. The weekend after that, there's another uh, varsity event. And they do that on purpose to try to squeeze out Jams. Now, luckily for Jams, they have a very, very good product. They, ha- they meet all those requirements I talked about before. We talked about like the different, you know, what I look for in a competition. They yeah. basically meet, they meet all of those and do them very well, except for their, you know, their IEP. So they don't go to the summit, but they do, they have their, it's a great, it's a great venue. They have great production. It's, you know, in Las Vegas, a great city everyone loves, uh, deep competition. And, you know, they have like the best award ceremony, you know, that they're, I mean, they have such a good product that, you know, I remember the next year, I remember going to Encore and being like, this doesn't really compare. Like I remember feeling it in the crowd that our parents would have rather been at jams, even though we have the opportunity for paid bids. And we did really well that year. We had, we did great. We had a bunch of grand championships. We won a bunch of, um, you know, choreography awards and specialty awards. But I just remember thinking like our parents, I feel like would rather go to jams. I remember asking our parents the next year, Hey, would you guys rather go back to jams or go back to encore with the paid bids? No, go to jams. So luckily for jams, they have a really good product, but other than, but, the point is varsity buys up all the really good independence and you know, so I just be weary of this thing that's supposed to compete against the summit um, in its first year and not feel like the kids were being cheated. Cause you know, you could show up and be very disappointed that you had to go there. I couldn't, I couldn't in good faith, send our families to this event in the first season i'd have to see some some results first yeah definitely that's just me well hopefully um lost parent looking to learn hopefully that uh helped you out <laughs> and uh our rant didn't bug you so you know yeah. my perspective, hey. ask uh your perspective you know great we have great perspectives here yeah I think it always comes down. I think it always comes down to, do you trust them to make decisions? If you trust them to make decisions, let them make decisions. If you don't trust them to make decisions, take your kid out of the program and get them to a program where you trust them to make decisions. Cause you're not always going to understand everything without the fam, without having to explain everything because there's, and there's some things that are more sensitive to others or some things that me as a director, I can't explain to you as a junior white parent, the reason why we can't go to this competition actually has something to do with senior black and senior red and you know, whatever. And I can't necessarily explain that to you with integrity and I can't explain every background scene to every single parent. And so you either trust on making decisions for the good of the program. And there's some things you can explain, but I think it just comes down to, do you trust them to make decisions or do you not trust them to make decisions? And if you do yeah. trust them, and if you don't, Take your kid out of the program. Don't leave them with people you don't trust. Uh, def- I agree. I definitely agree. I do want to um, give a very, this is me personally, I want to give a very huge shout out to Christina and Claire. Um, 
the I had a great conversation with them last Saturday when we had the back handspring plan out or clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a great conversation with them and then just seeing them in Myrtle Beach, um, just seeing the hard work that they've put in for these girls and, you know, for people that don't know, that's my daughter's coaches, um, just seeing their hard work throughout the week. And I don't, I don't, or at the season, I don't usually go to practice that often, but just seeing them at the competition and just how excited they were for those girls and how into it they were, how excited they were that their hard work paid off because they're working with all of these girls day in and day out. And, you know, they have to be hard coaches and, you know, they have to know all these athlete strengths and weaknesses. Um, and I know personally that they do a fabulous job knowing my two daughters strengths and weaknesses and that just makes me so proud of them as women and coaches um you know everybody knows that Claire is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> um and she is and she's a young beautiful girl but uh you you and Ashley have done such a great job at mentoring these coaches and it really truly shows and I was you know I think I I love and I trust every decision that Christina and Claire make that my daughters are involved with. And uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just so proud of them. And, you know, as the director and the manager and, you know, uh, you guys need to hear that, that you're proud, uh, that parents are proud of your coaches. I feel Here like you so you Let guys have done a great job mentoring it. And those girls are, they're just, I just can't be more proud of them because they, what they do, you know, they, what their positivity and, you know, when they criticize good or bad or positive reinforcements to my girls, it comes home and they're positive and they're excited and they're coach Christina said this coach Claire said this. So they look up to them. So, yeah. you know, I I'm very proud of them. There we go. I'm very proud of them as well. And that actually means a lot. It really does because I really, <clears throat> obviously we try to set up the athletes so they can have a successful life after cheerleading or, you know, after they leave American. But I really, my, in my heart of hearts, I want the same thing for our coaches that they can, I know that not everyone is going to, I had a, someone tell me this once upon a time. He's like, you know, you're not going to work at American forever. And I remember thinking like, how dare you? You don't know my life. <laughs> like, but, he, <laughs> but he was, you know, unless I die at American, like I'm not going to be at American forever. You know, um, I'm not saying I'm not going to be here for the next however many. I don't want anyone to read into that. But the reality is I'm 35. Hopefully I live to 120. Right. I'm not going to be there for the next hundred years, you know, so. And, you know, I know that same thing with our, our coaches. They're not going to be here for the next 100 years. And I hope that when they eventually leave, that, they, that this has been a springboard into their next, you know, phase of life, you know, and that, um, whether it's in cheerleading or whether it is, you know, whatever they want to get into, nursing or music or, you know, physical therapy, whatever that next phase of life is for them. I hope that this has been a springboard that teaches them how to be, you know, how to lead people, how to motivate people, how to set goals and inspire other people. 
and you know all those things all those different things so thanks means a lot because I'm, I'm proud of them as well but you know someone who should be upset and bitter is you Brittany why because because you because junior white would have won the paid bid in myrtle beach had we been accepting bids to the summit we would have won the paid bid to summit yeah yeah you know that (laughs) (laughs) you should have never i don't even care we weren't even going no big deal wow that's uh nobody ever told me that so you know uh Claire, what the heck? Why aren't you telling me these things? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Junior White would have won the paid bid had we been accepting bid. So I think that's the other thing for coaches that they need to do. Coaches, gym owners, directors. You need to have clear conversations with parents, right? We have this parent. I just want to know. We have clear conversations with parents and go, hey, this is the game plan this season. This is why this is the game plan. Uh because I obviously, you know, man, I wish we, we would have gotten that paid bid. That's nice to know but you've already gotten over the fact that you're not going to summit. You know, we explained that months ago that we're not going. So I think clear conversations, you know, help a lot of that. Cause at this point, although you're like, man, we, we would have won the paid bid, but you're going to get over it in 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, like you're probably gonna get over it in one minute, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm totally already over it because I'm going to Mexico in June. So yeah. I, I can't take any more time off to go. to Mexico. <laughs> Right. But it's like, we already had the conversation and said, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. It's nice to know that they would have did whatever. But I understand the reasons why we're not doing X, Y, and Z and and all those things. So anyway, um, without further ado, is it okay with you that we move on to the the quote of the week now? Oh, hail the queen. Uh, (laughs) um, Yes, I'm looking forward to this. I have no idea what it is. Excuse me. I have no idea what it is, so um, definitely looking forward to it. All right, here we go. This is by Frank Martin, the head basketball coach at the University of South Carolina. That's very fitting because we were just in South Carolina. Um, You know what makes me sick to my stomach? When I hear grown people say that kids have changed. Kids haven't changed. Kids don't know anything about anything. We've changed as adults. We demand less of kids. We expect less of kids. We make their lives easier instead of preparing them for what life is truly about. We're the ones that have changed. I love this quote. Kids don't know anything about anything. Kids haven't changed. The people raising them have changed. And and so I thought about this when... So you asked me earlier about Jay Black or Jay Black, about Youth Black and all those things. So I'm going to try to tie that back in. So this whole thing, we were going to travel to South Carolina, and I wanted to make sure we had competition. It was our first event of the season, and I wanted to make sure we had competition as we go in. Senior Red is a medium co-ed four, and the rule used to be if you have – if there aren't two teams in each division – then they split the division. So let, or sorry, let's say there's two small co-ed four teams and two medium co-ed four teams. Then they're allowed to split. But if there aren't two in each division, they keep the divisions combined. Two small co-ed fours and one medium co-ed four, it's just going to be a co-ed four division. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right? If there's one, if there's one small, or if there's one small junior one and two medium junior ones, we're just having a junior one. We're not going to split the division. We don't, we don't split until there's two in each division. That has always been the, or it's been the, it's been the rule for, you know, a while. So, Sometimes I'm not sure when they changed it, but apparently they changed it, and now they are allowed to split whenever they want. They're allowed to split even if there aren't two teams in each division. So the division breakdown comes out and senior red is split off by themselves. And there's, you know, three other small co-ed four teams and medium and youth black is split off by themselves. And there's another, um, another um, small youth three team. And I'm like, yo, we've got to be able to compete. Like we're flying our kids. We're flying our families all the way from California. We have to compete. Like, I can't fly us all the way to the other side of the country and not compete against anyone. I was like, I don't care who's in the division. Good. Win, lose, or draw, please put us in divisions. It's like, I, I don't know. We'll see. And then eventually they say, okay, we'll put you in the division. But if the other teams complain, we're going to split you back out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we've got to compete what happened where we're not competing anymore, you know? And believe me, I understand. I totally understand that there are teams and programs that other teams and programs want no parts of. They're like, no, 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 no. That's the reason why there's D1 and D2, right? Because they're like, yo, yeah, we're competing against those guys. So they split that. And that's the reason, you know, why they have so many splits. Like, I totally understand. There are teams and programs that other teams and programs want no parts of. Like, I am not trying to compete against them. They're not going to make us look bad. But I have never requested not to be in a division. Now, sometimes I'm like, man, that team's kind of good, and I don't think we're as good as them, whatever. And, like, I hope they split the division, but I've never complained against anyone we've, we've had to compete against. It is what it is. It's competition. you got to compete. And so with that, I was like, hey, guys, we're going to make Youth Black a junior team, right? There's nothing in the rules against it that we can't compete as a junior team. They all meet the age requirements. You know, they're just going to be a lot younger than all the other kids we go against. So what I wanted to do, the reason I bring up that quote is I don't want our kids to be scared of anything. You know, like I don't want them to be, you know, we have, as parents and you know, leaders have tried to make things easier for the kids. That's why kids are soft because we're making things easier for them. Youth black, we're going against the junior teams, homies. And I didn't phrase it like that. I get with them. I knew I wanted to compete against the junior teams. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. Compete against the medium junior teams. We're a medium youth three. And I figured we can do this. Right. And I phrased it to the kids. Hey guys, what would you guys rather do compete in a division by yourselves or go and compete against the junior teams. I think you guys could hang a little bit, right? They're like, coach, we're going to compete against the junior teams. Awesome. Like, I, I want the kids to be prepared because life isn't easy, you know? And for us to fly across the country, it's like a false sense of, you know, comfort that we, you know, I see this every, every week. It makes me laugh all the time. I don't blame them. I might do the same thing too. But I see it every week when um, we go to a competition and I know that that kid's, that parent's kid didn't actually have competition. Like they were just in a division by themselves, but they still post on their Facebook, we won this, we won spirit sports. <laughs> I'm like, you really posted that? You, 
post it to all your friends and y'all just want spirit switch. You know they ain't competing against anything. That's one thing for us as a business because we can't like not acknowledge like youth black for like can, not, not competing or whatever. But it always makes me laugh when I see parents post that their kid won. <laughs> anyway. Don't be posting your kids getting first place <laughs> when you're not competing against nobody, okay? I'm gonna I see it. Because if, if I look back, I've probably done that too. <laughs> hey, they did it. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Like, I'm not mad at it. It just makes me laugh. Like, you know they didn't compete against anyone. You over here fronting like they beat 20 teams. So, anyway. No, that's well, a I great just, quote. I like that quote. Yeah, I think I it. it I think it is very true in a lot of, uh, a lot of things. We, um, kids are constantly learning and, um, you know, I see it in myself sometimes where I get frustrated at the girls or my husband gets frustrated at the girls for something that we are expecting them to know. And I, I got to bring him back to reality or he's got to bring me back to reality of their kids. They're still learning. We still have to continue to teach them. And, uh, I, I really, really like that quote. That is a great quote of the week. That's a good one. It is. It's a really, I, I really like that quote. So I'm you know. glad you read the whole thing. Cause I know you said you were going to only read a bits and pieces of it, but I'm glad you read the whole thing. Yeah. Cause I only, you know, the part I have memorized is, you know, we always, you know, kids haven't changed, you know, the, the people who've raised them have changed basically, but you know, but I forgot about the whole, you know, what makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> when I hear grown <laughs> people say that kids have changed i was like six of your stomach i'm gonna read it one more time kids haven't changed kids don't know anything about anything we've changed as adults we demand less of kids we expect less of kids we make their lives easier instead of preparing them for what life is truly about we're the ones who've changed so anyway be more it's a good pod yeah this is a great one Another good episode in the books. People, don't forget $25 gift card. Make sure you share this on your Facebook page. Tag myself. Tag Brittany Moore in it. My account, I don't have a private account, so you'll be able to tag me in it for sure. Not sure about Brittany's life. She might have some things she wants to keep under wraps. <laughs> I don't know if I do or not. I think, I've, I think I'm at the point where I just don't care. I am yeah. who I am, you know? Yeah, so uh, yeah, but tag also, one of us in it. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Send your comments or send your questions to Cheer Mad. And if you did get a shirt in Myrtle Beach, please post a picture and tag one of us in it. Yeah, for sure. Let's make it happen. But other than that, you know, Brittany, good pop. Brittany, I feel like we're going to be wrapping up season one here pretty soon, next couple of weeks. I feel like season two, at some point, we might need to start going once a week. Brittany saying Um. I'm okay with that. The people want more Let's Talk Cheer. I think they do, but if they, okay, so I will make a deal with the people. Uh, more. I already know what you're going to say. What, do you, what am I going to say? You need to share, like, and subscribe if we're going to do this once a week. <laughs> okay, that's one of two. I will, I will commit to once a week if people can like, share, comment, subscribe, whatever. But also, if people can send in more questions, um, we're we're getting questions, but I want a lot of questions. You want the flood? I want, I, I want the flood of questions. So I could commit to that um, questions or, you know, even if you have a, you know, 
some topics that you want opinions on, send those in too. I mean, we pretty go with the flow here and just do what we do. So we're yeah, open we to do. it. Boom. All right, guys. You know how it is. Share, like, subscribe, $25 gift card, giving away in the next episode. Tag us on Facebook. Um, I, think that, I think that's about it. You got anything else, and your you- highness? <laughs> uh, well, they just so all of our listeners know, you do have to definitely listen to the podcast to find out who the winner is because we ain't going to announce it on Facebook. You <laughs> yeah, got to listen to the podcast. to the podcast for sure. Getting me no, like a little sucker. I don't have nothing else. I'm completely done. Um, great podcast, uh, as always. Real quick, let's see if Shay's still listening. Shay, if you're still listening, um, War Eagle. He'll be very mad at me. He'll text me if he hears that. Um, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're- hey, guys. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor. Hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening. Thank you.